0: Romans chapter 6 verses 7 to 13. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives with the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God.
1: Thank you, Eden, for that wonderful reading. Uh, well welcome great to see you here today i want to invite uh if you're a young person i'm going to invite you closer to the front uh you're going to want to sort of see what's going on over here uh we got an object lesson uh this morning so uh, if you're a young person you're welcome to come on down to the front row if you just have trouble seeing and i'm not going to call you old but i'm just going to say if you have trouble seeing and you'd like to come to the front uh, now is now is your time Um, My name is Jonathan, it's my privilege to serve as one of the pastors here at Windsor District Baptist Church, and we've been going through the book of Romans, we've been doing it sort of in chunks and doing it backwards, and the benefit of doing that is to see who it was written to. And one thing that we've learned is it was written to a diverse group of people, and isn't it wonderful to know that God's grace is changing us in so many ways. We are a new community. We're a new group of people. We are this thing called the church, which is not a building, it's a gathering, a gathering of the people of God. So I want to welcome you this morning, we're so glad that you're here. Uh, The title of this message is In the Master's Hands, and I want to begin with uh, an object lesson. So we had a bush dance last night, raise your hand if you were at the bush dance last night. All right, some of you, the rest of you, come on. Uh, now we're so glad that you're here if you were here at the bush dance last night you would have noticed that uh, we had some wonderful uh, sort of props and things and this is one of the props uh, but as you can see it's a little bit it's a little bit damaged here and I wonder if I can just get some help uh, because we're going need to we're gonna need to repair it before we give it back so the first thing I'd like to do is I'd like to try to get this loose board as you can see it's a bit loose I want to try to get it sort of nailed down tight so I'm going to just find something. Anybody bring a hammer with them to church? No? All right. I'm just going to find something over here that might do the trick. Um, this looks pretty good. What do you think? Seems pretty sturdy. I think, I think if, I, if I give it enough, if I give it enough, let just, no, but look, it's flat. I think if I just, if I just, no, not really. It's not made for that. What's it made for? Well, yeah. Let me. Let me. Not that. Okay. It's good. All right. It's better for that. All right. All right. So I, I shouldn't use that. All right. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll let you take that away. Um, look. Thank you, Andrew, uh, and Andrew's done a great job with our, with our WAM kids, but I still have this problem here. I gotta get this board sort of sealed in tight, so I'm gonna see what else I have. I think, I think this might give me the right leverage if I can just sort of prop this oh, wait, up, wait, wait. No. up. No, if I stick it here, and then I slam it down, rip, <laughs> are you sure? Sh- no, that's not easy. Really? all right, all right. All right. This is what we this is what Oh man. <laughs> Jared Baker, everybody, thank you, Jared. Um, well, look, you can kind of see my point, right? Um, that trumpet, even though it looks flat and sturdy and I might be able to bang something with it, I don't think it's made for that. And that piano, While it has a heavy lid and it might be able to to bring it down, I don't think it's made for that either. So I might just wait till someone brings a hammer and uh, we can fix that properly. Um, Instruments are not made for those purposes, right? They're not made just to bang things around. They're not even made just to make noise. Instruments are made for what? Music, that's right, they're made for music and music is lovely and music is beautiful. Instruments are made to show the beauty of music. God gave us sound and people who make these instruments and design these instruments have worked out the right way to make these sounds beautiful. Well, what Romans is telling us is that just as instruments are made to show the beauty of music, People are made to show the beauty of God. Let that sink in for a minute. Just like an instrument is made to show the beauty or the glory of music, so people are made to show the beauty and the glory of God. Now, Genesis chapter one, verse 27 says this, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female he created them this is in the very first chapter of the bible human beings were made in the image of god and if god is the most perfect the most glorious the most beautiful being in all the universe and we are made in his image you can see that we were made to reflect the beauty and the glory of god can't you Well, what people are not made for is sin. (laughs) Sin is what we do when we do the wrong thing. When we use our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our attitudes, we use these things against the purpose for which God made us. When we use them and we fall short of his standard. It's kind of like using a trumpet like a hammer or trying to slam a piano lid on top of a box. It's used for the wrong purpose. People were not made for sin. People were made for God. Look at what Romans says. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. Now, I brought one other instrument here today. I'm not going to play it. Some of you are thinking, is he going to play it? No, I'm not going to play it. But this instrument right now is in a box, isn't it? If I want to play the instrument, I have to get it out of the box, don't I? Right? Well, the Bible says that humanity, when we sin, we have been captive. We've been shut away. We have been chained or enclosed, if you will, in a box a box called sin and the result of that is so terrible because it's death imagine if you will that God is the perfect musician he is the maestro he can play all the instruments in the orchestra he can play instruments that haven't even been invented yet but he can't play an instrument if it's in the box can he You see, something had to happen. Something had to happen to get us out of sin's control. And this is the good news, that Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, he paid the penalty of sin, effectively releasing us or unlocking us, if you will. And now the box is open. This is a clarinet, by the way. Now, some of us, even though the box is open, we feel a bit like this clarinet, right? We're a bit all in different parts and pieces, aren't we? What Paul is telling every Christian, every person who trusts Christ, is to realize that Jesus has opened the box. And even though you may be in different parts, he knows how to put you together. And Paul is telling them to live their life in the master's hands. People are made for the glory of God. We are made to show his beauty. We're made to show his goodness. And so we may be asking the question, well, how can I become an instrument in God's hands? How do I do that? What, do I, what, what does that look like? The answer to that is, by dying to sin with Jesus. Or in terms of this illustration, by allowing Jesus to get you out of that captivity. Now this is why people get baptized. And I would say to anyone who wants to know how they can put their life in the hands of Jesus, the perfect musician, the maestro, if you will. Baptism, is the step of faith that we take to show that we are in the master's hands. Here's what baptism uh, is referred to in Romans chapter 6. Look at this, verse 4. For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also live new lives. You see, the only way to be an instrument in God's hands is to tie your life to Jesus. And ironically, the first step is allowing the old you to die. This is what baptism represents. It means that we're done paying the wages of sin. We've decided that we've hit a turning point and we're ready to stop that we don't wanna be shut away in this box anymore. We don't wanna stay in the dark. And so we turn, and in faith, we look to Jesus. Baptism also means that we've received the free gift, that we've accepted what Jesus has done to unlock us from our prison of sin. Baptism means that we are living to God through the master, Jesus. You see, oftentimes, we think that we have to make the music ourselves. But we are just the instrument. We think that we have to make God's music when in reality all we need is just to let ourselves, trust ourselves into the master's hands, to let Jesus assemble us, to let Jesus put us together. To trust Jesus to play the right notes in the right way when we first got this clarinet it was a gift it was a hand me down from two or three generations three generations yeah one generation maybe and and we got it and when we first got it you know the the buttons didn't work right (laughs) and you could pick it up and you can put it together, but it didn't sound very good. But we took it to someone who knew what to do with it. And they said, do you realize this is a very valuable instrument? They'd been sitting in a garage for decades. And they said, no, this is very valuable. This was made in a very special place. And so what they did was they took that instrument and they cleaned it up and they got the buttons to work again. And and now, ironically, my son Joshua, who's away at camp this weekend, but he was gonna play this morning, you would hear this is a beautiful clarinet. But some of us, we feel like we squeak a bit. And when God tries to push the buttons, we sort of resist, we're a bit stiff. The solution to that it's not to say, well, I'm not an instrument. Or, you know, Jesus the master doesn't know how to play. <laughs> it's to slow down and to allow him to cleanse us, to clean us, to put the oil of his spirit in the right places so that our buttons start working again. And then when Jesus picks us up, we allow him to play. We allow the wind of his spirit to pass through us and he will make beautiful music to the Lord. Baptism is putting ourselves in the master's hands. It's dying to Christ. And there's a QR code, excuse me, dying with Christ. There's a QR code on the screen. If you haven't been baptized and you want to learn more about it, please scan this QR code. We will follow up with you and we'll just talk to you about it. It's nothing to be scared of. It's a symbolic act that we participate in. It's an invitation that Jesus has given to us so that we would share in that life with him. Well, what I wanna do now is I wanna give you a chance to reflect on what, you've, what we've been hearing today. So I'm gonna ask you guys to consider this question. I'm gonna ask you to get into groups of two, three, four, whoever's really around you. If no one's around you, I encourage you to find somebody. And let's have a conversation together. And this is the question, this is the question I want you to talk about. What beautiful things or what beautiful music do you think God might want to play through your life? What beautiful things might God do? What beautiful music might God play through your life? Not every instrument makes the same sound. So not each of us has the same identical path, the same identical life. But God knows how to play every instrument. So let's take a minute. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. We'll talk for about three, four minutes. Turn to somebody. If you don't know someone, go introduce yourself. We're all, we're all friends here. You heard me say nobody brought a hammer, so don't worry, right? Uh, just, just relax, turn around, share. Ask yourselves, what beautiful thing might God want to do with my life? I love the sound of gentle, that gentle hum of conversation. It's a beautiful sound. I'll give you 30 more seconds to finish that thought. 30 more seconds to finish that thought. MCs today Josh and Jess to come and if you could each grab a mic for me and what I'd love to do is to invite anyone to share maybe something that God put on your heart in response to that question or something that you heard somebody else say that that was really encouraging to you just just put your hand up how how was this question answered uh, in, in your conversation I thought I saw a hand over there is that right no Thanks, Dominic.
2: Um, loving
0: others.
1: Loving others. That's beautiful. Thanks, Dominic. Yeah. What else? What beautiful thing, what beautiful music might God want to make with our lives? Mm. Y'all were talking a lot, so I know, st- I know some stuff was getting shared. Don't be shy. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Um,
2: when Pastor Jonathan held up that clarinet and talked it up that way, it reminded me of an old story I heard years ago when I was young about an auction gear with an old violin. Yeah. And he was auctioning off property yeah. and uh, he held up this violin that was tattered and torn, the strings were all broken yeah. and it was dusty. Yeah. And he held it up and said, how much will someone give me for this violin? (laughs) And someone said, maybe $1, maybe $1.50. And the man came forward who happened to be a lead violinist at the symphony orchestra. He picked up the violin, he dusted it off, he tightened the strings and got the bow ready and everything like that. Then he held it up and played a really beautiful tune on the the violin. The auctioneer held up the violin and said, how much? $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. One thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. Yeah. And someone asked, "What made the difference?" And they talked about that for a while. And someone said, "It was a touch of the Master's hand." Oh, that's right. So it's with Amen. our lives too. Amen. It's a touch of the Master's hands Amen. on our lives. Mm.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, John. Lovely, lovely. I encourage you to look up that that poem. It's beautiful. Yeah. Others. Other thoughts. What 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 beautiful thing might might God want to be doing. Mm. <laughs> Not as it's the last one, but
3: just whatever comes along the way. Like every day you just mm. take a lot of pictures and go over the head. Hmm. I love it. Uh, what if you don't know the answer to the question? Mm. And um, it's funny, as you were talking, John, I was thinking the exact same poem about the touch of the master's hand, which was later turned into a song. Mm. Fantastic song. Yeah. And uh, exactly right, the, the old violin, and, uh, which everyone thought was just a piece of rubbish. <laughs> and uh, But in the hands of the master, it played superb music and the crowd at the auction came alive mm. and they were you know the auctioneer thought nothing of it he thought one cent gives us a dollar gives us a two dollars mm. and suddenly when the crowd around heard the magnificent sound of the violin he got enthused he said okay you're going to be one thousand two thousand three thousand and so on and uh and the difference was the touch of the master's hand yeah it's beautiful
1: I'm glad you asked that question. What if we don't know? We'll come to that in a second. But does anybody else? Yeah. And Tula.
0: Sorry about my English. It's OK. But I want to tell my whole life is very hard. Because my husband left me four beautiful children about 30 years to die. But after that, I talk every night. To Jesus mm-hmm. and God. Shared always. But now all Mary have great children. Mm-hmm. But only my dream. His whole life rest to me. I like to see all my family, of course all people, very, very good. Because sometimes sick, have problems, but now... Every day, even morning, night time, my children, my great children, pray with me and believe in God and Jesus. Thank you.
1: Praise God. A family that knows the Lord. Beautiful. Yep. Joanna and then Graham. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, we had some good talks and um, Elijah was highlighting how it was different for each person,
1: mm.
2: each person's uh, depending on their gifts. And I appreciated what Jared said. He said, we often can think about our work, he said, but it might just be the each little interaction we mm. have with people. Mm. And that um, made me think, like, sometimes we don't even know those little interactions, how how that will help God shine and how yeah. God will use that. So, um, yeah, a little bit in answer to sometimes we don't know, but it is trusting that the spirits at work through the big and the small things, the staying at home with the kids and the careers and the small interaction we might have with somebody as we smile and say thank you for something.
1: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Last one, Graham. Yeah. Yeah, before
3: I come to church, I've heard three sermons.
0: One of the servants this morning, the encouragement to been blessed by going to God's heaven. Mm. We should we should take as many as possible
1: mm. with us. Mm. It's beautiful. Yep. Love it. Helping people find and know the Lord. Well, this passage asks us to consider what it looks like to put our bodies in God's hands. So I want you to do a little exercise right now with me and think through the different parts of the body that God has given you. What might God do with your ears? What might God do with our tongue? What music might God make with our hands or our feet? What if if God was using my eyes, what would he do? It's a very interesting exercise, isn't it? But this is what Paul says. He says, your whole body is an instrument for God's righteousness to reveal his glory. So let him play the tone. And what kind of music might our life make? I can't really see it very well because I don't have my glasses. You might have a controlled mind or a generous will or a light spirit or a merciful heart or a joyful disposition on your face. These are just some things. And let's sing the song. So I'm gonna invite the band to come back up now as we're gonna keep singing to God. We'll sing of his goodness. We'll use our voices in this. But I encourage you to realize that your whole life can be a melody or a harmony or a rhythm that reflects the goodness of God.